tortoise. Hello, I'm Claudia and this is The Sensemaker from Tortoise. One story every day to make sense of the world. Today, why did North Korean leader Kim Jong-un go to meet Vladimir Putin in Siberia? That's after a short break. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Last week, North Korea's supreme leader, Kim Jong-un, met Russia's president, Vladimir Putin, at Russia's newest spaceport. Not many foreign leaders get to come here to the Vostochny Cosmodrome in Russia's Far East, launch pad for Russia's space ambitions. But that's where Vladimir Putin decided to host his North Korean guest, the end of a long, slow train journey for Kim Jong-un. It was Kim's first international trip in four years, after the pandemic shut North Korea off from the outside world. Much of the journey there, and the meeting itself, was shrouded in secrecy. But the whole thing tells us a lot about the state of the two countries. US officials suspect that the pair discussed a deal for North Korea to supply Russia with ammunition, in exchange for much-needed food and military tech. Is Russia so desperate that it's turning to the world's most isolated dictatorship for help? Most world leaders will travel abroad on rented private jets or military aircraft. But Kim Jong-un doesn't trust his country's fleet of ageing Soviet-era planes to get him somewhere in one piece. So instead, he travelled on a luxurious bulletproof train. This luxurious train is stocked with uh, very lavish trappings, a fancy dining room. When Kim Jong-un travelled by train to Moscow in 2001, he had lobsters flown in during his visit travelling across Russia. The weight of its armour and the poor state of North Korean railway lines means the train can only travel at an estimated speed of 37 miles an hour. That means journeys can take days, but it allows for plenty of time for entertainment. The train is thought to contain a karaoke room, satellite control rooms and female entertainers to serenade the 39-year-old. One Russian official who travelled with Kim's father in 2011 said there was a team of chefs on board, as well as delicacies and fine wines flown in from Paris. A Mercedes limousine is usually towed along too, as well as a helicopter. But what was actually discussed when Kim eventually arrived for his meeting in Russia? Putin needs a fix. The days when Soviet factories churned out tens of millions of artillery shells, tanks and bullets are long gone. Russia is using an estimated 10 million shells a year in its war against Ukraine, but can only produce two and a half million. They are now firing shells, it's still quite enormous, at the same rate as the Ukrainians. They are running down their artillery stocks uh, at the same rate, it seems, in key areas as the Ukrainians, and they're not getting stuff forward. Kim Jong-un is the military equivalent of a backstreet drug dealer, and one who's not updated his stock since the 90s. His stuff still packs a punch, but you only ask him when you have no other options. Other reported clients include Syria, Iran, Eritrea and the Wagner Group. 
It's thought that North Korea has a stockpile of tens of millions of munitions that would generally be compatible with Russia's older Soviet-era weapon systems. Experts say that North Korea has a network of factories making weaponry and munitions, including 100 plants with 10,000 workers each. Joint Chiefs Chairman General Mark Milley told CBS News, Russia can't keep that rate up. Their consumption rates have gone down a lot because their industry is not producing the amounts that they were, you know, previously in years gone by. What does uh, North Korea have that Russia wants? Well, munitions. Um, the, the same calibers and types of munitions that the uh, North Koreans use. None of these weapons are fancy, highly guided missiles. They are old, standard, inaccurate explosive rounds. Still, they would keep Russia's war machine ticking along. And it's not outside the realm of possibility that North Korea could offer to send mercenary fighters to Ukraine or workers to boost production in Russia. So what does Kim Jong-un get in return? We'll have more after the break. In exchange for his support, the North Korean leader could have asked for several things from the Kremlin. Most likely, Kim Jong-un wants help from Russia to launch a spy satellite, which would allow him to monitor potential attacks and guide his own missiles more accurately. His space agency has already made two failed attempts this year. Will Russia help North Korea launch satellites and rockets, this reporter asks. That's why we've come here, President Putin replies. North Korea also desperately needs food. Harvests are failing and the UN says that nearly half the population is malnourished. But Kim's ultimate prize would be nuclear propulsion technology, which allows submarines to travel further and more quietly. Earlier this week, he launched a Korea-style tactical nuclear attack submarine, which appears to be a modified Soviet-era submarine acquired from China in the 1970s. The thing looks fearsome, but it's diesel-electric, meaning it uses the same noisy tech as the Nazi U-boats in the Second World War. It's simply no match for any modern navy. As the dust settles after the meeting, something far more troubling could emerge. Mark Galliotti, a seasoned Russia expert, says that any deal with North Korea could also be used by China as a backdoor to help Russia without directly courting Western sanctions. Thanks for listening to The Sensemaker from Tortoise. This episode was written and reported by Will Brown. It was mixed by Rebecca Moore. Tortoise.